Girl, Your Journey Starts Here focuses on helping women in business master their mental health and entrepreneurship. Hosted by Olivia B. Shepard, Transformation Biz Coach, this podcast presents the best content on business, self-development, mental health, and self-care. Based on a completely different approach than other similar podcasts, Olivia also narrates how this content applies to womanhood, feminism, and everything in between. With Olivia, you will have your moment of transformation no matter where you are in your life. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of Girl, Your Journey Starts Here. I am your host, Olivia B. Shepard, your transformation and business coach. I love, love, love helping women transform their mindsets that will help guide them toward a specific goal to up-level their self-confidence in their life, their business all while dealing with mental health issues. So welcome back to another episode. I know today I promised that it would be conversations, cocktails and conversations, but the guest that I had on Tuesday when I recorded had some audio issues. So when I played the podcast back, you could hear me great, but you couldn't hear her. And we literally went an hour um, with that podcast. And it was such a great podcast, but it looks like we're going to have to re-record. So you won't get a cocktails and conversations um, this week, but you do have me. Like, um, that's like the best thing ever. And you have me one-on-one um, by myself. Okay? So I don't need, you know, I, y'all should know by now, I don't need a crowd, you know, to be able to talk. I can talk. Period. So I don't need anybody. So welcome to a new episode. I am glad that you are here. If you are a new subscriber, welcome. If you are an old subscriber, welcome back. So today I wanted to talk about the topic. You are stronger than you think you are. I have been dealing with a lot these last couple of um, weeks um, hell, um, the last couple of months seems like everything has been going, you know, just downhill. And, and this is the first time that I'm announcing this on, um, my podcast. Cause I haven't even told my group yet, my Facebook group, mental health and entrepreneurship. If you would like to join, um, I was diagnosed, um, uh, with bipolar being bipolar and I kind of knew it. This was nothing new to me. I knew that there was something more going on in my brain. My medicines wasn't working like they should have been. And I just I just knew it. I mean, and I think it totally runs in my family. And everybody in my family keeps everything hush-hush. So I would never know. Um, I have an auntie that passed away. Um, her last days were spent in a mental prison. Um, she was in the hospital, um, a mental hospital, which was the prison as well, Um for murdering her husband. And you can't tell me that she wasn't the one that suffers um, from, you know, from being bipolar. But of course, you know how family secrets are. So all of that stuff was swept up underneath the rug. So I will never know because my, of course, you know, I've also cut off a lot of my toxic family and they just don't want to talk about it. So I'm out here alone when it comes to trying to find out um, where this could actually stem from. But anyway, I digress. So with that being said, so this was so Jane. So what we're in what April? 
So January, February, March, April, I have had four of the worst months. Okay. Like this has been like my, you know, having to close my, my cleaning service, um, down. I mean, financially it's been a strain on me trying to start businesses, but you don't, I don't have the strength or the energy to continue on. I mean, it's just been a hell of four months, you know? And so getting that diagnosis the day before yesterday, I'm like, oh my gosh, Lord, you know, and if you all heard the last podcast that I had, um, when I was telling you about what was going on with my marriage, like, come on, you know? And I'm like, God, how much more can I handle? This is literally, going to be the death of me. I can't move. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. You know, I'm walking around life. I'm smiling to keep from crying every single time I get in my car. I'm trying to keep from crying every time I am listening to the radio. Like, hell, I am going through hell and back, you know, with life these last four months. And so I asked myself, like, God, you know, I retired from cleaning because I don't want to go back to cleaning. Like, I had it. It was in my, in, in, it's in my, in, in, in my soul. Like I hate all things cleaning right now. So I'm like, Lord, did I make the wrong decision? You know, but I just know that I didn't. So now that I don't have the funds coming in the way I had them coming in when I had my business and now I'm going through all of my savings and using credit cards, I'm like, oh my God, you know, what the hell? And yes, I do have a husband, but now that that whole entire fiasco happened with the stupid ass text message, you know, he's been a little, you know, iffy, you know, and I fought myself for that because, you know, what I'm going to tell you ladies, I don't give a damn if you do have a husband for 16 years, 20 years, 30 years, 50 years, two years, stay ready. Okay. Stay the hell ready. Financially stay ready. Get your stuff in order. Make sure your credit is good. Make sure you can get a car in your name because I got comfortable. I'm 16 years in my marriage. He's always taking care of me. But when it was time for him to divorce me, the first thing was I'm keeping the house because I'm the one that can afford it. That freaking crushed my spirit. But it also made me think like, bitch, you talented. Why the hell are you letting some man have power over you? And I don't care if it is my husband, you know, but that also made me feel some type of way because I'm like, Lord, I made so many bad decisions that now are catching up with me that I had to like reevaluate my life. And like, unlike some of you all who are out here just winging life, but not looking at who you are and what's going on with you. It is time to reevaluate your life. And that's what I had to do. Okay. And I fought myself for all things that were going on because I let myself slip. I let myself slip. So this, these last four months have been freaking hell. Okay. And I keep asking God, I got up this morning and I was praying about something, you know, cause I do my meditation. I do say my prayers every single morning. I journal whatever I coach you all through. I actually take that same advice. So I get up every morning. I go do what I need to do. And once I walk my dog or, you know, fix my smoothies or get my husband um, breakfast together or get me some breakfast, I sit down, door closed, blinds closed, and I pray. I meditate, I write in my journal. 
So I was, you know, thinking about that this morning and this morning was the first time that I didn't cry. Um, and I'm recording this on Thursday. So Thursday, Thursday morning was the first morning I didn't cry. Um, it almost like I felt like I had nothing else left, like the, the, the well had dried up. I was like, I have nothing else left. I can't even freaking cry, you know? And then I started reading scriptures that were saying things like, I know yesterday the scriptures were um, about Timothy and Saul and Cain and um, going to uh, fight the Israelites and how your fear, you know, of what's going on, of man, you know, was making you doubtful and fearful because you're not relying on God. And so this morning, you know, I was just like, I surrender everything because I can't make things better. But it also reminded me that I am stronger than what I think I am. Because there were a lot of things that I said I was not going to be able to handle that I ended up handling. And not by myself, I'm assuming, because I know that it, when I don't see God, I don't hear from him, I don't you know, understand where, where, what he's doing in my life, he's still there. So he has helped me along the way, even when I didn't understand or when I was not even giving my all to him. But you are stronger than what you think you are. We always say we can't handle how much Lord, how much more can I bear? I'm tired of praying. I'm what, you know, I, I don't know if you all, some of you all know this, but, and if you don't, um, some of you all probably heard it in my lives, um, on Instagram or Facebook, where I told you, I didn't think I was going to be able to handle my son going to prison. My only child going to prison. I live in Columbia, South Carolina. My son was going to prison in New Mexico. He literally was, you know, stationed in El Paso at the time. How the hell was I going to get through that? But guess what? He only he only did a year and a day, which was 10 months fed time. And we literally got through it. You know, I went to see him one time because I did not want to see him in that uniform. But then I had made up my mind one day and I said, and it was Mother's Day weekend, and I said, I'm going to fly out here. I am going to go see my boy on Mother's Day weekend. Um, I need to see his face. Even if I cannot, um, I can. I was hearing from him, but I needed to see my boy's face. And, you know, I tell a story all the time. You know, I was there with um, my grandkids' um, um, mother. I stayed with her for the weekend. And we were all, you know, she, we all went up there to go see him that whole entire weekend. Well, that Saturday before Mother's Day, I was nervous. My stomach was hurting. My anxiety was up. I didn't feel good because, you know, of course, when you're suffering from anxiety, you, you're feeling dizzy, you're nauseated. So I was just like, I can't do this. And from El Paso to New Mexico was like 45 minutes to where the prison was at. And I was already feeling some type of way I was feeling, but I didn't want to show this in front of her because of course she's been there 150,000 times, but I hadn't, this was the first time I had gone. We had the children with us. I was trying to put on my Gigi smile and just be, you know, happy. Well, the whole time I'm sitting in the, at the prison table, because they let you go out in the yard. Um, so we were out in the yard at a picnic table and got the kids. And so I was just waiting and anticipating him coming. And, you know, I don't know what I was thinking. Like, I was like, oh, my God, my son is going to be looking like he's worried. He was already tall and slender anyway. But I'm like, he probably lost some more weight. Um, You know, he's probably not eating well. I don't know what they have done to my son. You know, my son's face is going to be sunk in from worrying, you know. <laughs> and so when he 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 came out, 
the building, I saw this tall, handsome man, not the little boy that I had let go in the military when he was 19 years old. I saw this now 20 year old man walk before me and, and, and he only his, I guess they call it the dress browns. Um, it was the brown uniform that they weigh, they have to wear when they have visitors. So I guess this, this was their dress up, but he looked so freaking handsome. He came out there and his hair was cut nice. His ways was swimming. I mean, he had, I mean, he looked like he could like literally just model and, and I'm not just saying this because it's my kid, but no, I was expecting some bag and bones because I didn't think I was going to be able to handle how he looked. I didn't think I was going to be able to have to handle how they that prison had aged him in that little length of time because he went to prison that January. Before, um, so they had been what January, February, March, April. So five months, um, he had been in prison five months. So we now think about this. And I just thought about this. We had already been half the way down through the 10 months and I survived. So I didn't even think about that until just now. So when I saw him in May, he was already down. We were already down to the five months. So we only had five months to go. And when I saw him, Come out there. And he was big. He was handsome. Looked like he had been lifting weights. He, his, his tummy was all big. Like he had been eating so much food. I mean, he was a handsome fella. And I couldn't do nothing but cry. And then, of course, he was like, Ma, all right, we're in prison. I'm going to need you to dry them t- tears off. <laughs> so I was like, okay, cool. I, I, you know, I'll cry when I get in the car. But the dude looked so good. But guess what? I survived that. I survived what I thought I was never going to be able to handle. And I did because I am, you are stronger than what you think you are. Okay. And I had to rethink about that as I'm going through everything that I'm going through now. My faith is being tested. I'm having every freaking thing thrown up at me. Okay, and I am thinking to myself, I cannot do this. But then I have to go back and tell that story and a whole bunch of other stories that I've written in my journal. I survived it and I am going to survive these first four months. And you will, too. I don't care what's going on in your life financially. I don't care what's going on with your marriage or your boyfriend, your your situation. I don't care what you're going through with your children. I don't care what you're going through with your mental mental health. You will survive it because we are stronger than what anxiety will have us believe. We are stronger than what depression would have us believe. Okay. And as long as we continue to go back and that's one of the tips I'm going to give you. Keep replaying the times when you said that you couldn't make it and you did. The times that you wanted to give up back then, but you made it. And you didn't give up. And see, me bringing back that story of my son just told me right then and there that I can handle anything that life throws at me because I am stronger than what I think I am. And that was a moment where I don't wish death or prison on anybody's child. I used to always say to lots of women, like, you know, who I, I joined groups and these women had their sons were going to be in prison for 10 years, 30 years, 50 years. I don't know how, now I don't know how I would have survived that, 
but I probably would have had to because hell he's in prison. But I only had for 10 months and I didn't think I was going to survive it, but I did. And now I'm not going to tell you that I didn't have some sleepless nights. I'm not going to tell you that I didn't sometimes eat because I wondered if he was eating. I'm not going to tell you the times that I would have to turn the TV off from, I used to, you know, of course I love crime shows and I like these, you know, people going to prison a lot and love seeing all that stuff, but I couldn't watch those things because all I could think about was whatever was going on on that TV show was actually going to be happening to my boy. So I could not watch TV sometimes. I stayed in my Bible at that time. I prayed a lot. I became very creative, but I'm not going to lie to you that it was kind of rough, but it was better than I thought it was going to be. Now, I'm not telling you to go out here and have your children go to jail and then you could hang with it. No, and I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I was stronger than I thought I was going to be. And I was. I got through those 10 months. I got through his house arrest. I got through the fact when my boy got on that plane and I told him to bring his ass home, you can do this. You bring your ass home and you get yourself together. You get your life together. And guess what? That was almost four years ago now coming up because what Mother's Day is next month. That was four years ago. And my son is doing pretty good for himself. He's making very good money. He's living on his own. He has a car now. And, you know, yesterday he said to me that he was going to go to work early because he remembered the time when he looked outside of his door and his car was gone because it had got repoed. Think about that. He, on his own, said, I'm getting my butt up. I'm going to work early. You know, I, I ain't doing nothing now, so I can just go on and get up and go to work early. And he did that. Because he brought up the times when he was down and out. And if he and he never wanted to be back in that situation. And so I was so proud of him yesterday for taking that initiative to keep going. Because sometimes I felt like a failure as a mother for him going to prison, even though it was not my fault at all. I did the best I could do for him and with him. That was all on him. And it took me a while to get over that, but it was. It was on him. But guess what? I was strong enough to handle it. And you will too. There will be times, like me right now, that I go and sit down and I just get on my knees and I have been praying my eyes out. And I have to give straight mad credit to the girl that does my eyelashes because they are not, they are not coming off. So... <laughs> I have to give up like mad props because my eyelashes have been intact because I have been crying looks like since fucking January. I have been crying since January. Everything seemed to be going downhill. And I even started second guessing again. Like I told you, my, my retirement, I had things in place. Now you can't help who you hire, but I knew that I had everything in place. But then sometimes your plans are not God's plans. So I started questioning that. Did I make the wrong decision? What was wrong, God? But I knew that I did not want to clean anymore. So I didn't know what was going on. Why are things coming at me this hard? It's four months. I'm into April and it's almost May. And I am having the roughest time. Now I survived January, February, March, 
I know for a fact that I'm going to end up handling April once that goes. And this is what you are going to, going to have to do. You're going to have to go back and relive the moments when you didn't think you could survive. And you have to look at who, where you're at now. You survived it. You came through what you thought you were not going to be able to get through. So I'm going to give you these three tips that I want you to do when you start, when life comes up at you. I want you to take these three tips. I want you to get your journal and I want you to write these things down. And I want you to say to yourself, you know, Lady O said, when it's time, when times get rough. Now, the first thing, of course, I'm going to tell you is, you know, always pray. Okay. That's always going to be at the top. So you can just like put that at the top of the list, but that's not going to be the points I'm going to give you the, the three I'm going to give you always pray. Always, always pray. Continue praying even when you don't see anything. And there are times when I don't see anything. There, I mean, this has been a rough week. I've been praying about some stuff this week and nothing. I prayed about some stuff last week and nothing. And yes, there are days that I feel like God doesn't hear my prayers. Some days I even think that I am being punished for the things that I've done before. I literally wrote that in my journal this week that God, you know what? If you're punishing me for that thing I did, then I deserve it. But I also had to know that God doesn't do things like that. Now he will let you go through things. If you continue to repeat the cycle of things, you know how we are ladies and especially y'all ladies who are dealing with bomb ass dudes. You're continuing to repeat the cycle messing with bad dudes thinking you're going to be able to make sure that dude is well because you don't want to get rid of him so now you're going through everything and then you're asking god well, why am i going through this because he told you to get rid of the bum you already knew he was a bum you already knew he did bum things but you're hanging on because you're asking yourself but if i stay he might change well, I'm going to tell you right now, if you hadn't said anything about who he was at, at the time when, he, when you got with him and throughout all the, the wasted years you had with him, what the hell is he going to change for? You've accepted him who, for who he is. So sometimes God do make you go through things like that because he has, he's already told you. And I know that some of the things that I've gone through is because I repeated some cycles of bad things that I know for a fact that was wrong. But I repeated those cycles, even when God pulled me out. And that's what you're going to have to not do. Stop repeating these cycles. Because sometimes God does make things hard on you. But I don't think it's because he's punishing us. And that's what I had to get through my head this week. Like, I know that God is not punishing me, but it just feels like it. It just feels like it. So these are the three things I want you to take away from this podcast today. You are stronger than what you think you are, sis. You will get through whatever you're going through right now. Now, it doesn't seem like it right now. Same with me. It's not like it's been four months of nothing but crap. Four months. I even said, God, we, you know, am I going to go through this through the summer? It's going to be, I mean, I am tired. It's four months. I'm supposed to be enjoying retirement and I can't. But I will survive this. I don't know how long I'm going to be in this valley, but I will survive it because I am stronger 
than what I think I am. So number one, this is what I want you to do. First off, don't run from it. See, we have a tendency to fill the void. So we're, we'll go do everything we need to, you know, something else. We go to go, we go drink, we go, we go overeat, we go, you know, get in other people's business. We never deal with the situation. Now I had to deal with everything that was going on with me. Even the stuff about the infidelity with my husband. I had to confront that. I had to confront why my husband didn't trust me now or, or, you know, um, when this popped off, he said, well, he gave me some reasons why he didn't trust me. But you know what? I had to reevaluate that. And I had to go sit down and do some hard thinking like, okay, I understand what he's saying. Because I did do this. And, I, you know, I, and I can't help that. You know, I hate that he feels that way. But guess what? I had to not run from that situation. I had to confront the things that I was doing, I had to confront those things. So I didn't run from the things that was going on with my marriage. I didn't run from the things that I was going, that I was um, going through financially. Because it's the, although I'm, you know, straight getting the credit together and making sure everything is good, the credit cards are being paid. There were some, I make bad financial decisions. And I didn't run from it. And I'm not running from it now. I have to learn how to invest my money, how to save my money, where to put my money, what not to buy, what to buy. I had to do all of those things. I didn't run from my problems. I didn't run from it because it made me feel uncomfortable. See, that's what we do. It's same going back to those messing with those bum dudes. You don't want to confront that he's a bum because you love him. But see, you also don't want to confront the fact that you might have been wrong about him. See, you don't want to realize that everybody else was right. You know that everybody else is right. But you don't want to confront the situation so you allow this bum to do all the things that he's going to do because you do not want to confront the situation. So you're running from it. So you're justifying it. And that's what I did. I used to just, I tried to justify my entire situation. Don't run from it, sis. You confront it head on. You confront it head on. Number two, change your interpretation of the situation. You know, I, I'm glad that what happened with me and my husband happened because it made me think now. So I'm now I'm changing my interpretation on this situation. Instead of me saying, poor me, I'm the victim. Why would he do this to me? Nobody loves me. I'm, I don't like being rejected. I had to think about that shit. Like, see, no, you didn't take your power back because there should be not a time when he says I'm keeping the house. Okay. No, uh-uh. it don't work that way. I need to put myself in a position where I can say, well, if you want the divorce then you get the hell out, I need to put myself in a position where if he takes the car back, then I can go buy my own. I needed to change my interpretation of the situation because what happens is it made me reevaluate my life and I confronted the situation and I also didn't run from it. Hey, lady, oh, you've been sitting around being a kept woman for a long time. 
Now, there are perks to that. But if you're not solid, which I now, you know, now it has, has me reevaluating him. Because, you know, if that one little idiotic text message can 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 screw you up so bad that you would totally leave your home for or or, or divorce me i had to re i got to reevaluate my relationship with him i didn't want to do that because i had been comfortable i didn't want to confront the situation but i had to because i had to reinterpret the situation that i was going through so i had to take my power back in the situation and realize that you need to get on the ball you got things to do. You got women to empower. You have a bank account to fill back up. You need to be ready at all times. Because the next time some jackass texts him, you need to be ready to be able to fight the situation. So change your interpretation on the situation. If you are confronting a money situation, Go back and say to yourself, okay, well, maybe things are not coming in because I didn't do right with my money when I did have it. It's not that, you know, God is punishing you, but it's just because you didn't do what you needed to do when you had the money. So reevaluate the situation. Change your interpretation on how things are. And number three, choose optimism. Okay, choose optimism. Now, I was telling my girlfriend today, um, we were, you know, she she said that she wasn't feeling well and her anxiety was acting up. And even though I'm going through basically the same thing, I did tell her, think positive. Think positive. You're going to have to learn how to choose optimism. You just like you're choosing the negative, pessimistic thoughts. You can choose optimism. You can choose optimistic thoughts. You can sit around and say, like, she's at her job right now. Well, right now, instead of thinking about all the things that are going wrong, she has a damn job. Think about that. Think about how cute you look today. Think about all of the crafting machines that you have around in your house and all the work that you're doing behind the scenes with your other businesses. Think about the children that, you know, if you have small children that rely on you. Choose optimism. I like to say, you know, being thankful for things that you have won't get you more. You're going to have to see your situation optimistically. I don't see, and, 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 and I'm telling you, it's hard. It's hard. I just told you. I don't understand what's going on. Why these four months have been hell for me. But I am choosing to believe that things are happening for a reason. I'm choosing to believe that maybe these things are, you know, the reason why I'm going through everything I'm going through is to have podcast episodes (laughs) or blog topics or Facebook live topics. Because just like I am, I'm telling you everything that I'm going through, I'm talking about it right now because I have a topic. I have a message. So my mess is a message. I am choosing optimistically to look at this situation, my situation. And you have to do the same. 
There's nothing wrong with reevaluating yourself. You can be 52 years old and reevaluate yourself. You can be 22 years old and reevaluate yourself. There's no damn time limit on how things should be. Don't let, and, 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 I'm, and I'm one of those people, I love social media. I love seeing my, my, especially my black sisters out there just way doing it, you know, becoming millionaires and doing the damn thing. But they're not, they're not showing you the work they had to do behind the scenes. See, they're showing you the glitz and the glamour after everything they've been through. So when you see people on social media, when you see your friends and your family, when you see people straight living and doing things the way you think you should be doing things, remember they had to start from the bottom and that they had the same things probably going on that you have. Nobody, you know, well, except for a couple of hundred thousands of people, but realistically we talk about the people that are around us. Ain't nobody waking up with a silver spoon in their mouth. That sister didn't make a million without first being a stripper probably or doing drugs or coming from a bad home. So don't think that you have, you don't have what it takes anymore or you can't do anything because you're too old. Choose to optimistically see your situation as a chance to begin again. See, things are going bad for me right now because probably I needed a fresh start. And I had to reevaluate some things. And you do too, sis. You do too. Because you're stronger than you think you are. And last but not least, and I know this was, I said three, but I'm going to give you this little bonus one. Well, the first bonus one was pray. Always pray. But the second bonus one is go reevaluate a time when you thought you were not going to make it then. And just like with me, with my son, I didn't think I was going to make it then, but I survived it. And you will too. Go back and look at a time. If you're divorced, you were divorced for the first time and you, you, you survived that. So if you need to be divorced for the second time, you will survive it. Remember, go back and reevaluate those situations because guess what? You can do it because you survived. You can now go back and relive that situation because you survived. You've, you're surviving now. So that's your bonus one. Go back. Look at a time in your life when you didn't think you were going to make it, but you did. And I did. Because again, sis, you are stronger than what you think you are. So I'm going to give you those three topics, those three points again. Number one, don't run from it. Don't run from your situations. Confront everything head on. Okay? Reevaluate your situation. Reevaluate your life. Reevaluate you. Number two, change the interpretation of the situation. Maybe there was a reason behind your pain. Maybe there was a reason why you had to go through what you went through. I did, and I'm doing that now. Choose to see the situation optimistically. Stop thinking that everything that's bad happening to you is happening to you because 
that's just who you are. So, but, and I, and I, and I was who I was. I was like, you know what, God, you know what? Maybe good things not supposed to happen to me because of my curse, the family curse. I'm not supposed to have good things. I'm supposed to literally just be like them. Even though I've worked hard to get degrees, even though I've worked hard to, you know, host my podcast and, and build businesses, maybe, you know what, maybe Lord, I'm not supposed to be no further than what I am right now. That's not true. That's just the depression talking. That's just the anxiety talking. Choose to see your situation optimistically. Maybe it's happening for a reason. But until then, go back and say, you know what? I am glad that I got a job. I'm glad that I'm selling these t-shirts on the side. I'm glad that I got this little side hustle that I'm making a little extra money from. I am glad that my children look up to me every day. I'm glad that I can get to a, a basketball game and that this the, the situation is not killing me. And if you cannot bring yourself to get up out of the bed to choose to see optimism, it's okay. But you can't stay there forever. And remember your bonus one. Go back and relive a time when you thought that you were not going to be able to make it. Go back and look in your journal if you keep a journal. And y'all know how I feel about journals. So y'all need to get y'all a journal. Y'all also need to be buying my journal because I got the second one coming out that should be done by the end of this month. That should be ready for publish by second week of May, I guess. Y'all need to be getting up on these journals because journaling is a great therapeutic way to tackle your mental health. And that is scientifically proven. And I ain't no damn scientist. I just know that I know for a fact it helps me. Okay. So that's it. That is it for this episode. If you love this episode and you think somebody else needs to hear it, please be my guest. Feel free to share. Sharing is caring. Don't forget if you are an iTunes subscriber, please go give me five stars. Y'all be listening to get my little advice, but y'all don't want to give a sister five stars. I'm going to need y'all to do better as my listeners now. I'm going to need y'all to do better. But I do thank you for listening. <laughs> I definitely thank you for listening. So it's been a pleasure as well. Um, I, I, I love this topic. This was a really good topic. It was very therapeutic to me today to speak these words into you all. And it was, it it was, it was an inspiration to myself because I am stronger than what I think I am. And you are too. You will survive whatever you're going through because you've been through something before. And hell, it might be the same thing that you've been through. It's just been in a different form, but you've survived it. And you will again, because you are, stronger than you think you are y'all have a great rest of this friday have an amazing weekend i am praying for you i am thinking about you i am rooting for you peace you've been listening to girl your journey starts here if you've enjoyed this episode please feel free to subscribe rate and leave a review on your preferred podcast listening platform We really appreciate that effort. Tune in next time for another episode with your host, Olivia B. Shepard. Until then.